Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the U.S. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives Season 17, Episode 11, The Worst Goodbye. My first thought is, if looks could kill, look at the faces of Robin, Aurora, Brianna, and Cody. Look at their eyes. Look at their expressions, full of anger, full of resentment. As they stand on the other side of the fence, they were so smug and angry. If looks could kill, Christine would no longer be with us. It was so rude and so disrespectful for them to all walk in with that demeanor. They came in angry, some of them all in black, like dementors. Rewatch that scene and you can feel their negative energy and their negative vibes and their resentment. Not only was the distance they stood from Christine in the house symbolic, separating Cody and his family, the us, from those on the other side of the fence, the them, Christine, Truly, Janelle, Gabe, McKelty, Tony, and the baby. But the us versus them mentality Robin continually perpetuates was especially evident in this goodbye from hell that we all just witnessed. Robin also goes to great lengths to make it seem like her kids are the victims of Christine's divorce. It seems to me like Christine's divorce is all about Robin and her kids. Christine is doing them wrong by choosing to leave her abusive, unhappy, unfulfilling, loveless, sexless marriage. The kids and Robin are Christine's victims. The kids are the innocent party in all this. And Christine is doing wrong by choosing freedom, peace of mind, and happiness for herself. Everything in Robin's world is all about her, done to her, and done to her kids, even when it has absolutely nothing to do with her. Robin is so egocentric that it is always about her. It's always about her kids. She never seems concerned about the people who are actually involved in Christine's life and who were always a part of Christine's family, who will primarily be affected by the divorce, like, for example, Janelle and her kids or Christine's kids. She only mentions her kids and herself and the way they are looking daggers at Christine with such hate and vitriol and anger. It's clear it's all about what Christine is doing to them, as if she has personally done them some imaginary wrong that they all delusionally perceive as the royal children are spoon-fed the narrative from their mother that they are being rejected and that it's us versus them. Everyone does everything to them. They're always everyone's victim. Some injustice is being done to them. They're not being accepted. Even when it has nothing to do with them, they involve themselves, and their feelings and emotions come first. They count the ways that the world has wronged them. Newsflash. Christine stays away generally from Robin and her kids. They weren't a big part of her life or her family, and they aren't a part of Christine's marriage to Cody. Yet Robin and her kids feel entitled to involve themselves. They make it about themselves. They feel entitled to prioritize their feelings about the dissolution of Christine and Cody's marriage ahead of Christine's own kids, Christine's own feelings, or the people who are actually closest to Christine. That's how selfish they are, and that's how caught up in their victim mentality they are and their delusional us-versus-them paranoia. When Robin told Truly they love her and they will miss her, my question is, 
If they love truly so much, where the fuck is her room at the mansion that Janelle mostly paid for? Why couldn't Robin's two older girls share a room so that when Truly visits, she feels she has her own personal space in that home of her father's? Where was the sacrifice from Robin and her kids to do that for Truly? We see that Janelle sacrificed for Robin. She gave half the proceeds from her Vegas house and a huge chunk of the joint family account that we know Janelle was probably a primary contributor to, considering that she was the primary breadwinner for years, so that Robin could have that mansion. That mansion was largely paid for by Janelle, yet now Cody is not allowing Janelle to withdraw from the joint family account to pay off the land or for her to pay for a home in her name or anything like that. It's fucked up. Janelle could sacrifice all that for Robin. So why can't Robin and her kids sacrifice to make truly a room in her house? Why can't Cody and Robin sacrifice to pay back Janelle the money that she gave Robin to be in her mansion, half the proceeds from her Vegas house? Robin was allowed to use the joint family account to pay a large chunk of her home on top of what Janelle gave her, half the proceeds from her Vegas house, and Janelle was the primary contributor most likely to that joint family account as basically the primary breadwinner for years for that family. So Robin was able to take a huge chunk. Christine was able to borrow from that account to go ahead and pay a down payment for her house. But Janelle isn't being extended the same grace. Why is that? Why does one wife get different standards from another? Janelle sacrificed for Robin. Mary sacrificed by giving Robin her legal status. She divorced Cody legally as a wife so Cody could adopt Robin's kids and they could have his health insurance as well, plus inheritance rights and on and on. So all of this sacrifices has come from Mary, has come from Janelle towards Robin, has come from everyone towards Robin. So why can't Robin sacrifice now to make truly a room and to also help Janelle have a home in her name or pay off Coyote Pass like she wants. If Robin really loves the family so much, and here she's claiming she loves Truly so much, she'll miss her so much. So where is Truly's room in her home? She has a whole mansion. She can't find one room for Truly. Where is the promise Cody made to take Truly three or four days a week while she was still in Flagstaff? We learned that Truly occasionally went over there just for a few hours and she wanted to come home. She probably doesn't feel comfortable over at Robin's and she probably doesn't enjoy her time over at Robin's. Why isn't Truly getting one-on-one time with her dad? Why is it shared with Robin and all of her kids? If Robin loves Truly so much, she would have made sure that Cody spent one-on-one time with Truly and that Truly had a room in her home. Another thing I noticed is that Robin and Cody and the kids must villainize Christine and talk about their marriage and personal issues and gossip a lot about stuff that is not their business at home. It's really not appropriate talk for kids and I think that they must do inappropriate talk for kids a lot in their home and things that are not their business, gossiping about them, and talking about them a lot. And that's why Ariella was asking personal questions to Christine. Like, why is Christine divorcing Cody? She was quick to demand that they need dates. 
a five-year-old just starting kindergarten doesn't understand these things or speak like that unless she has heard her mom and dad talk about these things that aren't age appropriate or she wouldn't have mentioned that. It's really not Robin's business to be talking about Cody's marriage to Christine. She must do a lot of talking behind Christine's back with Cody. And I'll bet all of her talking with Cody and all of her helpful advice only created more resentment in Cody towards Christine and in turn in Christine and in their relationship because Robin probably kept Cody in a volatile, resentful state towards Christine, always mentioning that Christine and her kids weren't accepting them. She wasn't accepted by Christine. She was an outsider. Her kids weren't accepted by Christine. And that kept Cody resentful, that us versus them mentality and that lie Robin keeps perpetuating, that narrative that they are not accepted, that they are outsiders. And that keeps Cody resentful, hating Christine, feeling like he has to be defensive, feeling like he has to protect Robin, the woman that he loves, and feeling like the woman that he loves is being rejected and now he wants to protect her. So Cody saw Robin and her kids as the victims and Christine as the enemy when that wasn't the case. And Robin manipulated the whole thing and she perpetuated the us versus them mindset in her household, with herself, with her kids, with Cody. And she constantly stoked that fire. And now she wants to play the victim and like her kids are victims of this, of Christine's divorce. Just because Christine says, not that she never wants to see them again, but that she understandably needs space and time to heal and make a life for herself before she can even think of even casually forging those connections with people who resent her, manipulate her, talk shit about her, and have mental issues galore, potentially. Christine never said she never wants to try and have relationships with Robin and her kids. She just said not now, and frankly, no normal human being would have the ability at this point to want to have relationships or work on strained relationships with people that they are already not close to at this time. They wouldn't want to have relationships with people who interfere and influence discord and who are a big reason for why they want out of their marriage because they feel this person and their kids get preferential treatment from their husband to the detriment of their own kids and their own marriage. This episode has it all. Not only did Robin try and make herself and her kids out to be the victims of Christine and Cody's divorce, but we also see Cody creeping like a burglar, home alone style in Christine's windows. And we find out that Cody and Truly don't talk regularly on the phone. They don't even voice chat because when Cody says goodbye to Truly, he lets her know her phone has a video chat and they can video chat each other from now on. Meaning not only does Cody not regularly see Truly, not only does she not have a room at her father's house like he said he intended on doing, but he also doesn't regularly talk to his kid on the phone. He had to tell her now they can start video chatting. She has it on her phone. Now, if Truly and her dad spoke regularly, she would know that they both have video chat and they would be video chatting. Wouldn't that be the case? So I wonder, how often did Cody ever call Truly and how often does Cody 
video chat with Truly now. Is it really any more than he did when she lived in Flagstaff? Or is this just like Cody saying he wanted Truly a couple of days a week, only to discover there is no room yet at Robin's house and he doesn't even bother to see her because he's so uncomfortable at Christine's? What was up with that hug, by the way? That hug was awkward AF between Cody and Truly. It was the most awkward hug in the history of the world, and it seems like Cody doesn't regularly show truly any affection or in my opinion that hug would not have looked so out of place and so awkward anyways let's get into this episode sister wives season 17 episode 11 the worst goodbye the episode opens with janelle going over to talk to christine because after their last group conversation the stab stab shang shang knife in the kidneys diatribe cody went on it was pretty rough And Janelle was shocked at Cody's behavior. She says he is just angry. And I also noticed Christine now has the title of ex-wife on the show formally. Under her name, it says ex-wife. And it may have happened before, but this is the first time I am noticing it. And it is so satisfying to see ex-wife written under Christine's name. It's satisfying that Christine gets to be free. She gets to build a life where she has the possibility for happiness and fulfillment personally for herself. Christine tells Janelle when they were talking all together last, it was a terrible mess. It was a terrible conversation. And Christine thought it would go much better than it did. Janelle was surprised. She thought to herself that Maybe it's okay because everybody needs to express their emotions. And Christine mentions how then Cody just lost it. And we flash back to Cody's abusive dramatics from four days earlier as all of the adults are seated to discuss Christine's imminent move to Utah. And Cody points to Robin and he aggressively says that Christine has treated her like dirt from the very beginning. He tells Robin That's the relationship you have with her. And he shouts, that's the reason he's angry. And he stands and he walks off in a huff saying, that's the reason he's pissed off. It's because he tells Christine, you never tried to have a really good relationship with these other people. And Christine says, it's not true. She did try. And Cody says, it's just vomiting out of him because he has said to Christine, try and do this. He wanted her to try and have a better relationship with Robin, basically. And she refused. She refused to be a good sister wife. She refused to have a good relationship with her sister wives. Cody tells Christine that she wanted to renegotiate a relationship with him, but she wouldn't even have a decent relationship with them, with her sister wives, basically meaning Robin. Christine says in confessional that she is surprised because She did not realize she wasn't giving Robin a chance, but she certainly never thought that she was being mean or mistreating Robin in any way. So she was shocked at Cody's aggression. Christine tells Janelle she was expecting people to get hurt, but she didn't know that Cody would be volatile. She didn't know what to say to him. She was shocked. Janelle thinks that Cody has been having a hard time. She says, It's been deep. She's been watching him and he has been agitated and angry and he doesn't know how to express it. And it all sort of just came out and it surprised Janelle because 
She says it was so loud and he was so angry. Janelle says the timing seemed weird, but she thinks Cody just reached his breaking point. Janelle tells Christine that the other day it sounded like she was saying that she never wanted to see Mary or Robin again. And Janelle tells Christine she thinks that's how Robin took it. And she was emotional walking away because she misinterpreted Christine. Christine says she didn't mean it as cut and dried. It's over. That's not what she was trying to convey at all. And it's obvious what she was trying to convey was she's open to family reunions. She's open to maybe in the future. She just understandably needs space for right now, which any human being would need at this point in her situation. Maybe Robin should be less selfish and more understanding of what Christine's needs are considering she went through the same thing. Janelle is glad that Christine mentioned this and that she's clarifying it because Janelle thinks it may have come across that way that Christine never wants to see Robin or Mary or Robin's kids ever again. Christine says it was really hard for her telling Robin that she didn't think she could do more. And after talking to Robin later on, she realized Robin was talking about her kids too. Christine never made it seem like she never wanted relationships with anyone that she wasn't close to. She never said never. She was blunt. She said the relationships will stay how they are and she doesn't foresee it changing. And Robin wanted to know if they could hash out the past or get closer or if Christine could get closer with her kids. And all Christine said understandably was not right now. And it's understandable that she needs space and time. And Cody's favoritism of Robin and her kids had a lot to do with Christine leaving Cody. She explicitly states she felt Robin and her kids mattered more to Cody than she and her kids. So she needs to heal. She needs to take time. She needs to build a life. She even said that she was open to getting together. That isn't a person who is rejecting Robin and her kids. That isn't a person saying that she hates Robin or she won't be civil. It's a person saying, be realistic. We aren't besties. We aren't besties now. We weren't besties before. We probably realistically won't be besties in the future. Christine is saying, you know, I'll be at family stuff sometimes. I'll see you in the future. Christine did not reject anyone. She is being rational. She's being practical. And it's understandable why she would need space from Robin and anyone in the family she wasn't very close to. Christine is at a point where she needs to build a life now and start over at 50 and she wants to heal. She isn't at a place where she's interested in rehashing old drama with people she is just not that close to. Robin made it all about her and her kids. She made Christine's divorce all about her and her kids and how it affects them, how it hurts them, how they are, how they are the victims, how they feel about it. I didn't once hear Robin mention Christine's well-being or Truly or Christine's other kids. Christine is divorcing Cody partially because Robin matters more to Cody than she ever did. So it's not going to be on the top of her priorities list to befriend Robin and her kids when she knows Cody favors those kids over hers and it hurts her kids and Cody favors Robin over her and it hurt her marriage. The show flashes back to the scene of an unhinged Robin 
saying it sounds like Christine will be close to the people she is already close with and those she isn't close with, she wanted to stay distant with. And Christine nods yes. Robin says in confessional that when she was questioning Christine about whether or not she wanted to have relationships with those that she doesn't have relationships with now, she met herself and her kids. Robin seems to want to go to great lengths to make it look like Christine is rejecting her kids and rejecting her. She wants to make Christine look cruel when Christine has always been more than accepting of Robin's kids and she's been civil with them and with Robin and she has every right to need space now as she heals and figures out her new life. And some examples of Christine including Robin and her kids Do you guys remember that Christine does the tradition around Christmas of the St. Lucia's breakfast and she has the older girls cook? I believe around Vegas she included Robin's older girl. I believe it Aurora was included in that. And with every kid graduating, she always includes Robin in the songs that they do for the kids. All the moms include Robin in that. They also have included... Robin's kids during the song for Isabel, they were the key main players of that song. They really seem to want to really be seen. Robin's kids have always been included and Christine goes out of her way to include them and anything else that Robin says would just be a lie. Christine has a right to need space to heal to figure out her new life. She never said she never wants to see Robin and her kids. She was honest that she needs space and the relationships that aren't close now probably won't change. She says, you know, she's probably going to remain close with those she is already close to and that the relationships will probably stay more or less the same. That's honest. That's the truth. Christine never said never. She even said she was open to do fun stuff once in a while or family things sometimes. What more does Robin want? What more does she feel entitled to for herself and her kids? She and Christine didn't braid each other's hair before this, and they aren't going to do it after. The people who should be most concerned about having a relationship with Christine are the people Christine is closest to in the family. Again, like Janelle and her kids. And Janelle and Christine and the kids all seem very secure and confident that those strong relationships they have will continue on and prosper. Isabel even lives with Maddie and Caleb, and Maddie is Janelle's daughter. If Robin really wants to be besties with Christine, where is the room for her daughter truly in her father's mansion that Robin shares with him? Why can't Robin's daughters sacrifice and share a room to give truly a space in her father's home? Again, Janelle paid for a large chunk of Robin's mansion. Mary sacrificed her legal divorce. Where is the sacrifice on Robin's end? She says that she wants to be close to Christine. She wants her kids to be close to Christine. So where is the room for Truly in that big mansion? They can find not one room for Truly in that whole place so she can feel it's her home too. They really can't come up with one room. She wants Christine to love her. She should then love Christine's daughter, truly. Christine says that's devastating. That was the hardest part of the conversation for her was when she realized when it was over what she had said and she doesn't know how to fix that. There's nothing to fix. 
Robin is the one who has a warped perception of things who went away with the wrong message. She has nothing to fix. I don't think she has anything to fix. I don't think she has anything to apologize for. This is Christine's divorce. This is not about Robin and her kids. And it's not Christine's job to coddle Robin and her kids. Janelle tells Christine she is trying to figure out how they navigate all of this now. Christine thinks that she and Janelle will just take it as it comes and they'll figure stuff out. Janelle says now the relationship has changed. She says she and Christine have done plenty of complaining about each other and they have said harsh things to Cody about each other. Janelle thinks it's different now and Christine agrees. Janelle says now she and Christine can focus on the common experience and all the kids. And Christine says it's more than that. It's deeper than that for herself and Janelle and their relationship. She considers Janelle one of her best friends. Christine doesn't know what label to put on her and Janelle's relationship. She says she doesn't know about the sister-wife thing. Cody says he has always wanted his wives to have close relationships. And it's a tragedy to him that now, after all of these years, and Christine trash-talking Janelle about the one house thing for four years, now they have a better relationship. And Cody is so fucking bitter. Cody says he is begging Janelle for a closer relationship. And it feels like Janelle is rejecting that and just choosing to have a relationship with Christine. It seems to me like for Cody, he expects Janelle to pick a side and pick his side. And if she isn't Christine's sworn enemy shunning her, and if she isn't Team Cody all the way, then Cody wants to punish Janelle for it. And he wants to suggest here that he begs Janelle for a better relationship. And instead, she prioritizes her relationship with Christine. Cody's jealous that Janelle and Christine have a better relationship than he and Janelle do. And he is pissed that Janelle won't blindly side with him and abandon Christine. And it pisses him off. He probably feels threatened by Christine and Janelle's relationship because he thinks Christine might encourage Janelle to get more independent. And there's nothing Cody hates more in a woman than her having a voice and being independent. And Christine might be a bad example. She might influence Janelle far too much. Cody is jealous that Janelle will not pick him over Christine. He is jealous that she maintains a great relationship with Christine and he threw in that Christine has been trash-talking Janelle over the one house thing for four years. He did this with intention, in my opinion, to try to sow doubt in Janelle and erode their bond and strong relationship that Janelle and Christine have. He didn't have to mention that Christine was talking shit, which I highly doubt she did. He said it anyways to try and cause problems in Christine and Janelle's relationship. Also, Christine never wanted the one house. Janelle was more for it. Just because Christine was adamant about not wanting the one house, something Janelle wanted, it doesn't mean she was talking shit about Janelle or that Janelle was shit-talking her. Frankly, if Cody says something, it lends itself to being less than credible or being a lie, frankly. Just because Cody interprets something one way in his delusion with his warped perception, it doesn't mean his grasp of things is accurate. 
In fact, it probably means if it comes from Cody, take it with a grain of salt. Hell, take it with the whole grinder full of salt. Cody probably tells Janelle that she has to pick between him or Christine. And her just not taking clear sides and siding on the right side with Cody is a sign to Cody that Janelle is disrespectful, she's disloyal, she's independent, and he probably punishes Janelle for not shunning Christine. Christine says she thinks heartache is hard and her leaving is hard. And she asks, what does that mean for Janelle? What does that mean for the future for their relationship? She says, it's this sister wife word. And she asks, if I'm not a wife, am I still a sister wife? And are we still sister wives when I'm not a wife? She says, it's a weird relationship to navigate sometimes. Mary says, someday she is really mad at Christine for giving up on her and on all of them. She doesn't think that Christine is a sister wife anymore. She thinks they have to be married to the same guy to be considered a sister wife. Well, in that case, does that mean since Cody no longer considers himself married to Mary, that Mary is no longer a sister wife to Janelle and also to Robin as well? Janelle says she doesn't know how to not be on a side or how to not be perceived as being on a side. Janelle tells Christine all of her kids remember all of the history and all of the holiday traditions driven by Christine. So her kids are struggling too with how to be in both worlds. They aren't trying to choose sides. And Janelle says she imagines Christine's kids also aren't trying to pick sides either. Christine reiterates that no one should be picking sides. It's just sometimes it's like this and sometimes it's like that. It's not taking sides. Janelle says she is pulled in both directions equally strong. She has a duty to her family, Robin, Cody, and Mary. And she has a duty there, but she really wants to be with Christine and her kids at the holidays. She says she's damned if she does and she's damned if she doesn't. She can't choose a side without them saying, you chose a side, accusing her. See, Janelle knows she and her kids prefer to go with Christine for the holidays. But if she does that, Cody and Robin and Mary will condescend. They will make smug, snarky remarks. They will accuse Janelle of not being a team player, of not being all about the family. She will get accused of rejecting Robin and her kids. Janelle isn't picking sides if she would just prefer to spend her holidays with the people she is closest to, like Christine and her kids. She has every right to do so without being challenged or accused or looked down on. But Cody and Robin and Mary would probably never let Janelle live it down. If she and her kids go with Christine and her kids for the holidays, she will become Cody's new target. She will become the enemy. It will be a fucking shit show. Christine tells Janelle, ever since Truly found out that her mom and dad were divorcing, Cody told Christine to get Truly COVID tested every week, every week. So she can go with him every weekend and she can hang out and sleep over at Robin's. But Truly never has slept there. She will only go over there for a few hours here and there because that's all she wants to do. That's all Truly feels comfortable with. Janelle asks Christine what that would look like. She asks if Truly could come back for the summer. Christine doesn't think Truly would even last for the whole summer. She doesn't even know if Truly would last the weekend because Truly has never spent the night away from Christine. 
Why haven't Cody and Robin made an effort to make Truly feel comfortable in their home? Why doesn't Truly have her own bedroom and private space that is just hers in her father's home, where she can just be over there and feel comfortable in her space? If Cody saw Truly regularly and she was bonded with him and they were very connected and she was used to him and he communicated with her regularly and she had a room over there, she may have felt more comfortable to try to sleep over. Who wants to sleep over, especially for the first time, at a stranger's house with people who aren't attuned to you, who you don't feel comfortable with? In confessional, Cody says, when it comes to Truly, there is no doubt He will have to travel to see her. He says the time will come when Christine will never come to Flagstaff anymore and he doesn't know when that will be. He says there are questions that need to be answered and he doesn't have the answer for them right now regarding his time with Truly. Remember how concerned Cody was with custody? He wanted 50-50 custody of Truly. He wanted to make a room in Robin's house for Truly. He wanted to see her three or four days a week and blah, 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 wah, wah, wah. This guy really doesn't care. If he really prioritized seeing his kid, he would know all the details of when he would be seeing his kid. He would be planning travel. He would be planning trips. He would be making this his priority. He still doesn't have answers. Nothing solid. Why? Because he doesn't care. Bringing up the custody stuff for Cody was just a bargaining chip so that his coins could go in his favor. With Christine leaving. Janelle asks Christine if she thinks she will remarry. And she says somebody else, not Cody, of course. Christine is open, she says. Janelle asks... What do you do when you're 50 and you're healthy? And she says, you just can't be alone for the rest of your life. And so for Janelle, that's the next logical thing. And she says she's going to be nosy and she's going to ask. Christine tells Janelle it's a whole new life. Janelle hopes Christine remarries. She says it's a long time to be alone and she hopes she likes the guy. I love how supportive Janelle is. There is probably smoke coming out of Cody's ears when he sees this. I love that she encourages Christine to be happy, to find a good match, to have love and companionship in her life. And I love that she hopes she likes the guy. She wants to be involved. She wants to know Christine. She wants to know the guy. And this is going to make Cody batshit. He is going to lose it. Cody is going to start twitching when he hears this from Janelle. Just like when he had the meltdown during the family photos at the family commitment ceremony and he got the Manson eyes and he started twitching. That is what's going to happen here when he hears Janelle encourage Christine to remarry. We already know what Cody thinks of Christine remarrying. He keeps mentioning a phantom man marrying Christine and going after his coins. This is Cody's worst fear and Janelle is encouraging Cody's worst fear for Christine. Janelle genuinely cares about Christine's well-being and happiness. Cody will need a kidney transplant when Janelle is done with him. He is going to get his kidneys obliterated. Stab, stab, shank, shank. Since he feels like betrayal is a knife to the kidneys. Cody will take this as a major Major, major transgression from Janelle. Remember how frustrated Cody got just because she said yay to Christine selling her house? 
Janelle tells Christine that she's no longer married and she will live in a completely different place that they used to live in over a decade ago. Christine acknowledges she is starting over again and she says it's so hard moving on and feeling okay all of the time because she knows she is changing so much and she knows she is breaking so many hearts, but she still knows that this is the right decision. Cody says his heart is broken and that might be why he is so angry because he is not actually dealing with the emotion he is fighting it. Look at the contradictions. So before Cody said he never loved Christine. In the book he says when he married Christine he didn't love her. He wasn't even attracted to her. And he had doubts even on his wedding day. And now he is saying his heart is broken. Last week he said he was glad to be free of Christine in his anger. He said that he thanks her for leaving. He knows it's a blessing. So is it a blessing that he is free of her? Is he thankful to be free of Christine? Did he never love her? Or is he heartbroken? Because the route he was going of villainizing Christine isn't working for Cody. So now he wants to change tack to gain sympathy. He never loved Christine. Episode one, he said he never loved Christine of this season. Now in episode 11, he's heartbroken. Cody says, even though he is going through all of this divorce drama with Christine and he is losing his head, he still has to actually maintain the other relationships. He has to compartmentalize and deal with Janelle and take care of that relationship. He has to help her make a place for them and do some RV stuff now even though he is in a fog of divorce and it's messing with him a lot. So everyone, Cody is in a divorce fog. We all need to have a lot of sympathy for him. So again, they are trying to level the RV like Groundhog Day. This time, the brains of the operation Gabe is not there. So all Janelle has to work with is Cody. Cody seems pretty clueless. He seems like the kind of guy who would never dare read instructions. He thinks he knows it all and he's going to figure it all out himself. Just winging it. Janelle says she has really been struggling the last few weeks to keep the trailer level. And what happens when the trailer is not level is she starts having problems with her sewage tank. No one wants that. Janelle tells Cody if she had somebody else helping him level the RV, she would go away so she doesn't backseat drive him too badly. Maybe she should. Cody looks like he could use a little instruction. Cody says there is a lot of pressure with living in this RV. And there are a lot of new things that have come up and it's been almost daily with Janelle. Janelle has been rolling with it pretty well. She has a good attitude about it, but when they're working on it together, it isn't like they are just being sweet with each other. It's a little antagonistic, Cody says. Cody frustratedly asks Janelle to come help him and hand him a rod. Janelle tells Cody the angle is wrong, and Cody says it is, and he has to raise it. So the thing has to be jacked up to get the rod in, and Cody can't see it. So Janelle suggests they drive forward, and Cody tells Janelle, you and your I insist on moving forward. He says the stubbornness is fighting against him. His stubbornness may be fighting against him, but it's not Janelle's. He seems to be getting nowhere leveling the RV. Maybe if he listened to Janelle, things would go better. 
When Cody complains that the stubbornness is fighting against him, Janelle tells Cody it's because this isn't working and she is frustrated. Cody says it's so strange to him that he and Janelle are arguing point by point with this. He says it's this antagonistic relationship. It's not cooperative and he doesn't know why. Janelle is getting really frustrated and she suggests that they manually level it. Cody thinks that it's just a piece of shit that they've sold them. It's a lemon here and they can't get it level because it's supposed to self-level and it never has. See, Cody wants to make Janelle look stupid for buying the RV and he also wants to make it seem like she was foolish and she allowed the vendor to deceive her to sell her something defective and because the RV itself is broken and Janelle was stupid and she got conned, the RV won't level. The reality is there is nothing wrong with the RV most likely and Cody doesn't know how to do it and he wants to wing it and he wants to take shortcuts and it doesn't seem like he scoured Google for how-to videos. It doesn't seem like he tried to read the manual. It can't be that hard with the internet instructions and how-tos. Everything is available that you need to know how to do for free at your fingertips even with step-by-step videos. So there is no excuse for Cody's piss poor attitude or inability to figure this out as a 50 plus year old man. Notice it's Janelle's stupidity, buying a lemon. It's the RV's fault. It must be a lemon. It must be broken. It's the shysty vendor who sold this broken piece of shit. But it's never the obvious. It's never Cody himself or the fact that Cody just doesn't know how to do this. He doesn't know how to level the RV. He doesn't care to research online or read the manual to educate himself to figure out how to do this the right way. And then when logical people step in and help Cody, like Gabe or Janelle, for example, they are stubborn. They are idiots. They have no clue what they are doing. But last time, remember, Gabe basically helped solve the issue with the RV the last time they leveled the RV. In confessional, Cody says, the thing is that he is in a very vulnerable place and if he crosses another line, he asks, will she cross another line? He says that cynicism comes, he thinks, from unwinding 20 years in plural marriage and then Christine leaving. They flash back to the conversation a week ago and Christine says, They have had so many more realistic conversations that happened last year between herself and Cody and what their relationship really looks like and the kind of marriage that they both want. And Christine says they want different things. And Robin talks over Christine to call her a liar and invalidate her for a second time during this conversation. Robin rolls her eyes and she tells Christine she doesn't really see them communicate. She tells Christine that she and Cody don't talk, though. She doesn't see them communicate, so she doesn't really see how what Christine says that they talked last year could even be legitimate. That was the second time during that conversation that Robin called Christine a liar, and it was about the millionth time that Robin attempted to invalidate Christine, her feelings, her kids, her kids' feelings, or Christine's marriage experience. She even attempted to invalidate Christine feeling divorced and announcing that she was divorced. Cody says in confessional that he and Janelle aren't being honest or realistic in their relationship as they communicate with each other about this stuff. 
See, Cody is going to go after Janelle next. He will use the same tactics he used on Mary and Christine to try and alienate them. And it's all because he doesn't want to spend money from the family account on Janelle. And he wants to make a point of how bad the relationship is, how disconnected they are, so that when he starts being extra abusive and manipulative and it starts going down his usual checklist, he goes down the usual checklist of tactics, people might then, in his mind, he thinks, be less likely to pin it on him if he complains about the state of the relationship now. Cody is leveling the RV and he cynically asks Janelle, what a goat rodeo, right? And in confessional, Cody says, the whole RV thing they never had a really deep discussion about. They didn't have the kind of discussion you have about spending that vast amount of money. He really should not be talking. We know Janelle told Cody about this many times because she mentions it many times on the show. And initially, we know that he agrees on the show that he will stay with Janelle in the RV. How deep of a discussion did Cody have with Janelle before he got her to give half of the proceeds of her Vegas home to Robin? How deeply did he discuss with each wife draining the family account to buy Goblin her lair? But all of a sudden, Cody wants to make Janelle sound financially irresponsible and freewheeling just because she used her own money to buy an RV so she would put all of her money into this land and building so that she could leave her kids an asset in her name should she want to leave Cody. Why is the money Janelle spent on the RV a vast amount, but the almost million dollars Robin took from Janelle and the family account to pay for her mansion was never mentioned? No one said that amount of money was vast. No one even mentioned it, and everyone knows Robin did not even need a mansion just because she could not find a five-bedroom rental. And God could not make space in her day to grant Robin her miracle with all the sick people in the world, all the car wrecks, all the refugees, all the natural disasters. Of all of the people, God has to help. He or she was supposed to take time out to get Robin the five-bedroom rental of her dreams. Robin knows damn well her kids, her daughters could have shared a room. She could have made a four-bedroom rental work if she wanted. Instead, because God couldn't come through with her unicorn, a five-bedroom rental, she just had to buy a mansion. She had no other choice. Her hands were tied. She bought that mansion through the skin of her teeth on Janelle's dime in a major way. No one complained then about how vast an amount that was, about how exorbitant that was. Cody didn't seem to have a lot of discussions over that. Did Cody talk with each wife about the huge chunk of the family's joint account Robin took from each one of his wives to live in her mansion? So I want to know, why is Cody complaining now that Janelle used a vast sum of her own money that piddles in comparison to what Robin got? Robin was able to rely on the family's joint account when she needed housing. Christine was able to use it too. Why is Janelle exempt from using it? We learned last episode that Janelle wants to rent an apartment during the winter or buy and Cody won't allow Janelle to use the family account. 
She is probably a major contributor to that account too, considering again, like I said before, she was the primary breadwinner almost this whole time. Robin got to take out a huge chunk of the family account for her mansion, plus Janelle's money. Christine got help from the family account to buy her home. But Janelle isn't extended the same option when it's mostly her money in that family account. Robin can take half of Janelle's Vegas proceeds and a lot of the family account money to buy her mansion. No one says a word about that vast amount of money. That vast amount of Janelle's money that Robin is using to live large. So Cody has no business mentioning that there wasn't a discussion with Janelle about her spending this vast amount of money. She did discuss it. Cody didn't listen. Did Robin and Cody discuss Robin spending her vast amount of money, Janelle's vast amount of money on the mansion? Janelle did discuss this RV with Cody, probably many times, probably lots of times. She really seems to be the kind of person who is practical. She analyzes things. She thinks things through. She separates her emotion from things. I have a hunch that she mentioned this a million times and Cody was there just phoning it in on those nights. He just nodded, but he really didn't listen to a word Janelle said. He wasn't really invested in being there. He wasn't there with his whole heart. He didn't listen. He didn't hear her. Cody says Janelle never even took time to look for something to rent. Cody says he knows for a fact that there were rentals out there. Janelle says she knows she had told Cody about this. He knows she told Cody about the possibility thinking of the possibility of an RV. And she says she talked about it with him many times. And she says maybe Cody just wasn't paying attention. She says he only sort of really tunes in once in a while. It's not like he is here all of the time. And when he is here, he is not always really tuned in. See, even with Janelle, he is going there out of obligation and just phoning it in while he's there, not wanting to be there, not being invested in being there. He is just going there, going through the motions, like turning in his math homework like he has to. Janelle tells Cody she has about six weeks left on this permit and she would have to move her RV again. They talked to the house designer and she said they were months away still from a permit. Janelle was planning to stay in the RV on Coyote Pass all winter, A, when she thought they were getting electric, and B, when she thought the house would be coming along a little quicker. Janelle asks, what if she goes into town for six months and then she comes back out to the RV in April? She thinks by then she would think that they would be breaking ground. Janelle has been looking and there is a place in town that will do a six-month lease. And confessional, Cody is pissed. He says Janelle is talking about going to an apartment and picking a place without him. She is going to figure something out already without him. She, in fact, already got a place that she knows about without him. Cody asks Janelle, why are we in this place now, referring to the RV? And Janelle says for four months, she has accomplished a lot. Cody tells Janelle they could have focused on the property without buying an RV and living in an RV. Janelle says she wants to come back out here in April. She says she's just rolling with the punches and Cody has been very vocal. He wanted her to buy Christine's house because he thinks living in an RV 
is terrible. He has been saying all of this stuff about it being terrible, that he hates living in the RV, he doesn't want to be here, blah, blah, blah. So Janelle suggested, how about we just move into town for six months during the hard winter? And Cody said no, when it's what he's been wanting to be out of the RV. Cody is finishing with the RV as a storm is touching down right above them. In confessional, Janelle says, She basically decided what she needed to do for herself, and she decided, and she did it, and Cody had to be along for the ride. She says if she would have waited for Cody to solve the problem, it would have never gotten solved. Cody asks Janelle if all this work was worth it, and Janelle thinks it will be better. Over at Christine's, Christine explains to Truly how the house is under contract right now. She tells Truly that means... They're moving in one week. McKelty has helped Christine look for a house in Utah, and they found one, and they're going to move in just one week. Christine initially was going to wait to move until the closing date, but McKelty found a place, and Christine wonders, why wait to start the next chapter? Why wait? So McKelty and Tony are going to come help Christine and truly move in just one week. Christine says the hardest part of leaving and moving is that she is taking truly from what she knows, from everything she knows, from her dad, from the siblings she has here in Flagstaff, and she is moving truly to Utah. She asks truly what she thinks about moving in just one week. She asks truly if truly is okay. Truly says she's fine, but she didn't expect it to go this fast. Christine says, Truly isn't excited about moving yet, but she knows moving with Truly is the best decision. She asks Truly how she really is, if Truly is sad, that she's moving so soon, and if it's horrible, and Truly says she didn't expect it to be this soon, but she's fine. Christine tells Truly she thought they had another couple of weeks, and Truly was under that impression as well. Christine is relieved that Truly is taking this so well, but she says it just isn't about her. It's about Truly, and Christine is really grateful for Truly because it's her life that she didn't want to alter too much or traumatize too much, and for Truly to be handling this so well, Christine is thrilled. Christine tells Truly the work has begun. They're going to have to start packing a lot as Truly goes to her room. And she says she's fine, but she looks sad naturally. Avalon, Tony, and McKelty are in Flagstaff now. They're visiting over at Robin's with Robin and her dad. McKelty came to help her mom move to Utah, but they wanted to spend a day with Robin and the kids at Robin's house. Janelle's boys are going to come help Christine move tomorrow. McKelty mentions that she and Tony are really, really close to Robin She was the first one to accept McKelty's relationship with Tony. Tony says Robin isn't the only one, just at the beginning. Robin told Tony, even though he wasn't a polygamist, she still loved him. McKelty tells Tony that's not what it was. Saul and Ari enthusiastically greet McKelty, and during this scene, you see an RV parked outside of Robin's. I wonder if it's Tony and McKelty's RV or the production crews. Robin says she is so happy that Tony and McKelty came to visit. She says 
There has been a lot going on right now with Christine leaving and moving. So Robin wants to do a check-in. Christine says, even though she knows that she has 100% support from McKelty, McKelty also supports Robin 100%. Christine says McKelty can balance like nobody she knows. Robin is glad they came to see them. Robin tells McKelty, with everything going on with her mom and stuff like that, she really appreciates her coming over. Robin wants to make sure that no matter what is happening, they are still good. And the relationship between Robin and McKelty and Robin and McKelty and Tony will still be good no matter what. Robin says her biggest thing is making sure that they are all good and that their relationships continue and that the relationship is based on what goes on in their relationship alone. McKelty confirms that their relationship is not based on outside sources and McKelty reassures Robin she is still mom and Tony tells Robin she is still grandma. Cody says it feels like everything has affected his relationship with everybody, though. Cody says when it comes to raising kids and dealing with things like this, he is almost always bad cop. So his relationships are somewhat strained with a lot of his kids. Robin asks McKelty if she's doing okay so far as far as her mom. McKelty says she thinks the situation around it is sad. It's sad anytime any family breaks up or separates, but if it's what her mom wants, she thinks it's important to support what she wants. Cody asks how long she and Tony have known. McKelty says it's been, and she awkwardly looks at Tony to rescue her, and Tony says, I don't know. Cody asks McKelty if Christine was talking about leaving him before, and McKelty tells Cody that Christine has been talking about it for a while, but most of what she has been talking about is what anybody talks about in a relationship. The ups and the downs, the highs and the lows. Cody says he knows that he can't talk shit about Christine to her kids. He says he doesn't want to shit talk her at all, even though his natural urge is to do that. He says he has to control that because that is not fair. Cody says he is catching himself in this moment here when he asks, how long have you guys known? He says... That's a blame game that he's playing, and he feels ashamed that he is doing that. But in his broken-hearted state, the anger is just flowing here, and he says nobody likes him. See how Cody is wallowing in self-pity? See how it's all about Cody. He's broken-hearted. Nobody likes him. He feels sorry for himself. He is the victim here. Tony explains that Christine wasn't in the hottest of places a while ago. McKelty says, because of that, Christine was just venting, so they have known for a while now, but they haven't known that it was happening, that they were actually separating for too long. They just knew that Christine wasn't the happiest. In confessional, Cody says he is angry. He just wants to blame somebody. He wants to break something. Cody tells Tony and McKelty he always wondered if he was the last to know. McKelty tells her dad he is going to be the last to know in any relationship. Cody says, see, and McKelty tells him it's not that. She explains that in a relationship with two people, 
If somebody interests you, you're the last to know usually. Or if somebody likes you, you're the last to know. Or if somebody dislikes you, it's just how it is. Cody tells McKelty he doesn't know what she's talking about. McKelty says Tony would be the last to know if she were leaving him. And Tony asks, really? And she says, probably. She would probably tell her mom. She would talk with her family and her people. And she would talk to them about Tony. She would talk to all those people first before she talked to Tony. Tony lets Cody know he probably isn't the first to know, but he's not the last. McKelty says Cody has to know that his relationship with her mom was rocky and they weren't in an okay place for years. Tony says sometimes you just don't see it. You are just in denial. McKelty jokes with him that it's okay. They aren't getting divorced, so Tony doesn't need to start denying it. Cody tells McKelty and Tony he is angry, but they don't need to deal with that. He says he doesn't want people picking sides. During this whole conversation with Tony and McKelty, Robin was side-eyeing the fuck out of Cody. During the whole conversation, she was sitting on the edge of her seat, worried about what would come flying out of his mouth. McKelty is a pro. She is very diplomatic and she handled it well. She tries to keep everything peaceful with everyone. She wants a peaceful, good relationship with everyone regardless. Cody announces that he doesn't want people picking sides. He tells McKelty he won't push her to pick sides or anything like that. He says that's his point. McKelty reassures her dad that she and Tony feel safe. And she doesn't think there are sides specifically to pick. She doesn't feel like her dad asks her to pick sides at all. She feels the same about her mom as well. Her mom wants to make sure that no matter what happens with her and Cody, that McKelty still has a strong relationship with both of them as her parents. McKelty says it's very important to both of her parents that the kids maintain strong relationships. McKelty clarifies that none of the relationships change just because her mom has decided to leave her dad. It doesn't change. She tells Robin that Robin is still mom, and Robin tells Tony and McKelty, you guys are my kids. I love you guys to pieces. McKelty and Tony love Robin too. Robin says in her head, her relationship with Christine is separate from her relationship with her kids or any of the other kids in the family. Robin has asked Christine if she wants to have a relationship with her, if there is something they can figure out. And Christine said that she doesn't want to have a relationship. And Robin says she has had to come to terms with that. Again, they flash back to Robin desperately asking Christine, do we just need to give you your space? She asks her, Are you interested in some sort of trying to work stuff out from the past how many years? And Christine tells Robin, for right now, I need space. For right now. Robin says she is open and interested in a relationship with any of the kids or wives that want one with her. It's what she has always wanted. It's now the next day and Christine and her crew will start moving and loading the rental truck they got. Her crew right now consists of McKelty and Tony and Garrison to help load everything. Gwen stops by. Gwen says when her mom told her that she and Cody were divorcing, she was relieved to find that out and to find out that her mom was finally getting out because it wasn't a good relationship for her. She says 
She has felt like they should separate for a while, even before they move to Vegas. Tomorrow, they're going to load the last few things up on the truck and move away. McKelty says her mom has a lot of crap. She has so much stuff. McKelty and Christine are only going to live 20 minutes away from each other in Utah. And McKelty helped Christine find this house. The house is brand new. They are the first people to live in it. Christine says McKelty is just in charge. She got here. She took over. She says McKelty is good at reading her mom and she knows Christine is overwhelmed and that Christine just needs to go. All that's left upstairs are boxes. McKelty wants her mom to walk through the house one last time because she thinks it'll be good for her to see how much stuff they still have to load in the truck. But in a way, Christine leaving this house is a big door closing in a massive chapter of her life. So McKelty wants her mom to walk through the house one last time to see everything. Christine shows her bedroom where it used to be when they first decided to get this house. When they first saw this house, Cody and Christine came upstairs. They saw this view and Cody said he really wanted this house and this needed to be their bedroom. Christine says it's bittersweet because the whole future is unknown. It's bittersweet. It's hard to say goodbye to a house she loves. Christine says it's a little scary, but she is very excited for her new adventure. She says it's hard for her to be in this room and in this space. This was her room that she and Cody shared, and they have had lots of hard times in this room. Christine doesn't like to be in this space anymore. McKelty reminds her mom that she herself and Aspen will all be neighbors now in Utah. Christine will be 45 minutes away from her mom and her dad and her sisters and her brothers. She is so excited. She spoke to her dad on the phone and he welcomed Christine home. Christine cried a little. She remembers that when she first told her dad that she was leaving Cody, he was really, really sad. It was hard for him because he loves Cody. So they tabled the conversation, but when her house had an offer and she found a rental, her dad was one of the first people she called, and he just said, welcome home. Christine sold her bedroom set. McKelty says, you end the marriage and you move on and you get new bedroom furniture. Christine agrees. She points out, you don't want to carry the whole bedroom set with you. So she got rid of it. McKelty thinks it's safe and healthy if when you end a marriage or anything, you get rid of everything that you have emotional connections to, because when it's over, if you still have pieces left from it, you can never really truly move on. That's so true. That's very true. It's a great observation. Even if it's an object or a piece of furniture like a bed frame or a TV stand or an armoire. If you associate it with a time in your life that is tied to a scar or negative emotions or a chapter that is now finished that will remind you or keep you tied to that place in time or in a mental state, it's best to start fresh and get rid of it, get rid of those emotions that you tie to that. I agree with that 100%. Christine wants to finish moving in the morning. She wants to call it a day now. And McKelty wants to know if the family is doing anything like a goodbye. She asks if the family is 
coming over for a socially distanced breakfast outside tomorrow. She asks, are they going to drive by and wave? She asks if they're going to go drop toilets on their lawn. She asks, so no one's coming to say goodbye? And Christine doesn't think so. No one has said anything. And McKelty thinks that's stupid. Christine tells McKelty that she told all of the adults that she was packing up and leaving tomorrow. And McKelty asks, what about the kids? Christine is frustrated. She obviously doesn't want to do this goodbye. She tells McKelty she doesn't know what to do. She asks McKelty, what do you want me to do? I understand that McKelty is the peacemaker and she wants it to be sentimental and she wants her mom to feel loved and appreciated and valued by the family, but everyone is very raw and her mom was just called a liar twice less than a week ago by Robin. So this awkward goodbye from hell is just basically for McKelty's benefit to humor her and maybe for the kids and maybe for Truly, but it wasn't necessarily the best, healthiest thing for Christine. If it were up to Christine, she would probably just invite Janelle and her kids if they feel like passing by. I think no one really wanted to do this goodbye like this with Robin and her kids there, and everyone did this to appease McKelty and humor her. McKelty tells her mom this is her last night in Flagstaff, and Christine tells McKelty if they wanted to come over, it would be great. And you can tell that Christine is annoyed. She isn't wanting to do this at all. She knows it's awkward as fuck, but everyone does it for McKelty's sake, and McKelty means well. McKelty wants everybody to say goodbye to her mom because, yes, she has divorced her dad, but she is not saying, okay, peace out, I'm done with every single one of you. Christine thinks if McKelty wants to do something, that's fine, but she asks her to please keep it to the Flagstaff family. Christine doesn't want to pressure anybody. McKelty wants to, though. She knows her mom is upset that she is pushing her so much to do this, to have people in the family come over to say goodbye. She knows her mom just wants to be done, but McKelty thinks her mom will regret it if she doesn't get a goodbye. And McKelty thinks everyone else will too. So they will also regret not saying goodbye to Christine just as much as she will regret not saying goodbye. And it will make it so everybody can't look back on this moment and be happy for her mom. It's now the next morning and McKelty says one of her big things with her mom leaving the family is she didn't want it to create this massive divide in the family that made it so the siblings wouldn't talk to each other or the parents wouldn't talk to each other. So it was very important for McKelty to have everybody come over to say goodbye to her mom. Cody and Robin arrive with Saul, Ari, Brianna, and Aurora, and they all look like dementors. They all are making it obvious they don't want to be there. They look full of rage, arms crossed, lips pursed, eyes glaring. If looks could kill, seriously, Christine would no longer be with us with the way Aurora and Brianna were staring daggers at her. It was so rude and disrespectful of them to go to that honor for Christine with that type of blatantly angry, disrespectful demeanor. It was hateful. It was really inappropriate. And it was very selfish and arrogant for Robin and her daughters to choose to make that day about them and their emotions when this is about Christine and her kids. Robin says, today, Christine is leaving. 
She says based on what Christine told her when she talked to them about how she was going to move, she felt it best for them not to get in the way or say anything or say goodbye or anything like that. Robin was just going to stay out of the way. Robin wants to play the victim. Like, no matter what she wants to do, no matter what olive branch she extends, Christine just doesn't want her. She wants to make herself and her kids out to be the victims just because she misinterpreted and twisted what Christine said as Christine never wanting to see her or her kids again. Now Robin wants to make it seem like Christine rejects her, like Christine mistreats her, like Christine views she and her kids as a burden. So, oh, poor old self-pitying Robin will just stay out of her way since she isn't wanted. Robin wants to go to great pains to look like the victim, the victim who is bullied and rejected time after time, unaccepted by Christine, when that isn't the case. This is all very selfish and entitled, and Diva Robin is just trying to make Christine's divorce all about herself and her kids and how it affects them. It's all about what Christine did to them. No one wonders how Christine is doing since it's her marriage to Cody that is over. No one asks how Christine's kids are or how the people closest to Christine are taking this, like, for example, Janelle and her kids. It's all about Robin and Aurora and Dayton and Brianna and boo-hoo. She doesn't want to braid our hair. We're not going to have a sleepover. Robin is a very immature woman who is overly sensitive. She has unstable, irrational emotions that cloud her perception of everything and everyone around her. She believes Christine is rejecting her kids. Christine is rejecting her, and she sold it to her kids that way. And that's why her kids are walking into this like somber dementors who are there to attend a funeral. Look at their faces. They all look like they just smelled shit. Their noses are crinkled. Their lips are downturned. Their arms are crossed. Chris Watts style, closed off. Because they believe what their mom told them, that Christine rejects them. Christine doesn't accept them. Christine hates them. That Christine doesn't want to see them ever again. That Christine doesn't want to know them. Christine didn't say any of that. She said she isn't ready to rehash things right now. She isn't ready to work on the relationships that aren't close right now. When she has an unknown future ahead and a move and a new life to start, she has to heal. She has to process. She needs time. She did not say, never did she say, never. She said, not now. Understandably, anyone with common sense would know now isn't the time to ask about if they can fix their almost non-existent relationships and strengthen them. It's selfish. It's all about Robin. And Robin doesn't seem to realize that she isn't at the top of Christine's priorities list at this point in her life and that she might really need some space. She even said she is open to seeing them at family things. But for entitled Robin, that wasn't good enough. She can't seem to fathom that Christine has much more important things in her life to prioritize over strengthening a relationship with an acquaintance she was never that crazy about in the first place anyways. Ari wants to go inside Christine's house and Cody tells her they can't go in the house and she asks why not. She seems surprised and he says because of COVID social distancing. The kids go to school now. Cody went to the wedding already. Why can't they go in the house? Do they still follow Cody's protocols as a household at Robin's house 
at this point because they're already going into in-person school and Ari seemed awfully surprised she couldn't go in. It didn't seem like the typical natural thing for her to not be able to go into the house. Robin says McKelty called her and she told her it would be best if they came to say goodbye to Christine. Cody is a fucking prima donna. He's in a pissy mood right away. He has the arms crossed, Chris Watts style. He has attitude. He's shuffling around. It starts raining when they arrive. And Cody says he is leaving in five minutes. He complains that there is no party set up. He and Robin should be the ones throwing the party for Christine. He expects Christine to throw a party or a food for all of them, coming to say goodbye on the morning she is moving. He seemed genuinely surprised something wasn't set up for them, like in the middle of moving, Christine should put out a fantastic spread for them, the royal family. Robin, Cody, Aurora, Brianna, Saul, and Ari are all standing in a line at the end of her bricked area of her lawn. They're over 10 feet from the house. And Christine, Janelle, Gabe, Truly, McKelty, Tony, and Avalon are standing by the house. They're way over 10 feet apart. You can clearly see us versus them in this goodbye disaster from hell with the way everyone is standing in separate camps. Cody is impatient. Nobody comes out when he arrives to greet him. They forgot the red carpet. There's no food. They have no party planned. Cody gets so impatient that he breaks his COVID social distancing protocol, whatever, and he peers in the window and he shouts terrifyingly, hey, everybody. He terrifies everyone inside the house with his creeping and he informs them they're outside right now. He tells them to move it. Cody says he isn't in a good place here. Christine is leaving. He didn't want to be there. He says this is such an awkward moment. There is such a strike to all of his feelings and all of the work that he has done for his family to come here to sort of have this family gathering and say goodbye. That is way off course for him, Cody says. He says it's way off the charts. It's not even right. He says it feels so demeaning. Cody feels humiliated because Christine is moving. It's the final goodbye. He knows he failed as a husband and as a father and saying goodbye to Christine, who can't wait to be done with him, and playing nice for McKelty in Cody's eyes is demeaning because he has to set aside his ego and he is forced to acknowledge his rejection and his failure. That's why for him, he is saying this goodbye is demeaning when the whole marriage to Cody for Christine probably felt incredibly demeaning all those years in comparison to Cody just having to endure this slight dent to his ego. Instead of feeling demeaned, Cody should feel gratitude for all Christine gave to this family as the heart of his family. He should feel proud of his kids with her and proud of the strong bonds she has with all of his kids with Janelle, and he should be grateful to have the opportunity to say goodbye to his daughter and to connect with her. Instead, he stood there wallowing in his misery and self-pity. This is all about Cody's feelings. This is about how Cody feels. This is about how angry Cody is. This is about what Christine did to Cody from his perspective. This is about how because Christine left him, he is a failure. His family is a failure. And he's saying it's not his fault. He hates Christine 
for leaving him. It's Christine's fault that she left, that she ruined the family. It's Christine's fault for exposing him as falling short and as inept. It's Christine's fault for leaving him and exposing him as the inept father and husband and as a man incapable to hold up his end of what he signed up for when he agreed to marrying four women and having a plural family with 18 kids. He agreed to be a father to all of them, and he doesn't want to be a father, and he doesn't want to be a husband. He doesn't want to own his choices, and he regrets plural marriage. So instead, he blames Christine for leaving. Christine made the family fail. In Cody's warped perception, he doesn't understand that he and his choices and behaviors alone are what caused the family to fail. The way he has a favorite wife and kids, the way he refuses to try to do things fairly and equally with all the wives and kids, the way he handled COVID, the way he has different investment levels with certain wives and kids, as he neglects the rest, and on and on. Cody resents his choice. He resents plural marriage. He doesn't want to own the consequences of his choice to have a plural family and the responsibility he has for the rest of his life to tend to with that. And he doesn't want to fulfill his responsibility and he's too much of a coward to admit the truth that he wants to be free of what he chose so long ago. So instead, he does all he can to create hoops for everyone to jump through in order to alienate his wives and kids and in order to manipulate them and to blame them for why he is absent when it all only comes down to Cody and his choices and no one else's. So now Cody feels demeaned, he says, because he has to go do a show of saying goodbye to Christine and truly for McKelty's sake and for the cameras. He feels it's demeaning to say goodbye to this woman he blames for breaking apart his family. But Cody broke his own family with his own choices himself. Christine had to leave because Cody chose to be absent. Cody chose to fail Christine. Cody chose to manipulate Christine. Cody chose to neglect the kids they have together. Christine didn't break this family. Cody did. And now he wants to say this is demeaning for him. And it was demeaning for Christine for 27 years to be treated as less than in her marriage. It was demeaning for Christine to sit just a week ago on her porch as Robin calls her marriage experience illegitimate. She called Christine a liar. She called Isabel stupid previously for doing in-person school senior year. And despite Christine saying she is divorced and she is the one in the marriage with Cody saying she's divorced, Robin continually invalidates it, mentioning that in her mind, Christine isn't divorced regardless of what Christine says or feels until she lays with another man. So Robin wants to impose her idea of what divorce constitutes onto Christine, saying Christine's experience of saying and feeling and believing that she is divorced is false because of what she thinks divorce should be. It's not Robin's marriage. It's not for Robin to dictate when Christine is divorced. Her only place is to accept when Christine, the person in the actual private individual marriage to Cody, says she is divorced and to honor it, anything else crosses boundaries. Anything else is disrespectful, just like it's disrespectful to attempt to invalidate what a woman and her kids experienced in their private marriage and home family life. 
Christine is constantly demeaned by Robin and Cody, yet she handles it with grace and diplomacy. She never complains of feeling demeaned or being the victim when she would have a right to do so. Cody says, bless McKelty's heart. She wants to affirm that the family is still a family and he is at this weird place where he is thinking he doesn't want to see Christine ever again. He doesn't want to think about her or drive past this house ever again and mourn this. He doesn't want to sit and be in this place again. He doesn't want to deal with this at all. It's all about Cody and what he wants and what Christine did to him. It's about how he feels. Cody always prioritizes himself, his ego, and his emotions. That always comes first. Then, of course, comes the queen and her royal children, But where do we hear the part about Cody lamenting his choices and acknowledging how he erred and how it affected his family? When does Cody acknowledge that him viewing his family as obstacles to his goals in life is demeaning to all of them and disrespectful to all of them and very hurtful to all of them as well? It's insulting. When do we hear the part about Cody really understanding Christine's feelings or Truly's feelings or Isabel's or Gwen's or anyone else of his kids or wives other than Robin and her kids. This is all about Cody. He doesn't have the ability to set his feelings aside to prioritize the people who depend on him, like his kids or his wives, the people who need him. He expects sympathy from everyone and support from everyone and compassion from everyone. Just minutes ago, he was complaining that Janelle supports Christine and he wishes she would support him and what he goes through in this divorce. It's poor me, poor me, look at me, help me. He can't see past his ego. He can't see past his anger and resentment to love his children and to love truly and to make a room for her in his house with Robin. I wonder how often Cody even calls truly. Cody complains incessantly that his relationships with his kids are strained. He blames Christine for influencing them against him. He blames COVID. He blames his kids, how narcissistic they are, how disrespectful. Cody is never the problem. In his eyes, he is never the problem. And until Cody sees that he is the problem, there is no hope for anything but a bitter miserly, miserable, arrogant, delusional, paranoid, resentful, old man, too busy focusing on everything he hates, on making lists of people to punish, and stewing in his own ire so focused on the glass half empty that he can't see what blessings he still has left. And all that is is sad and pathetic. Gabe shows up to Christine's house and he has a confessional scene. He says he isn't sad about his dad and Christine breaking up, but he is really sad that Christine is moving. Gabe isn't going to blame Christine for leaving. He says if he were in her shoes, he would do the same. I really, really, really love seeing the kids validate Christine and stick up for Christine and Janelle also validating Christine and being there and being supportive of her. I really think that that is really touching. And that goes to show that Christine really, really was the heart of this Brown family. And she really needs to be appreciated. And I think the right people in the family, the people who love her, 
really see Christine and they really unconditionally love and appreciate her. Mary says the real reason why she was not there, the actual reason, she has to qualify it as the actual reason, was because she was out of town. She was at the inn and also she doesn't know how weird it would have been if she was there knowing that Christine wasn't interested in having a relationship with her. So Mary wonders why be there and have some big goodbye. I think Mary is just bitter and she's butthurt because she and Christine both have had sad, unfulfilling marriages to Cody. And Christine said, no more, I deserve better. And she had the confidence and the self-worth and the charisma to leave knowing she will never be happy with Cody. It's a dead end. Knowing he will never change. Knowing he will never be capable to meet her wants and needs or the wants and needs of her children. And she can't watch him meet the needs of his favorite wife and kids as her kids wonder why they don't matter as much to their dad as Robin's kids do. It hurts Christine's kids and Christine can't be in an unfulfilling, loveless, sexless marriage and see her kids heartbroken too. No decent mom could take that, so Christine left. And Mary is in the same boat, but Mary still loves Cody. And even though Cody makes it abundantly clear that he will never touch Mary with a 10-foot pole and that he doesn't even consider himself married to Mary, Mary stays thinking maybe one day if Cody wants to come around, she will just still be here hanging on and occasionally Cody will throw Mary a crumb of false hope, knowing how desperate she is to ignore that it's over. Cody knows he can treat Mary any way he wants and she will stay and he probably knows she might stay for spiritual reasons as well. Before Cody mentioned that he no longer considers himself married to Mary, an episode before that, he said he feels a healing there. He feels a fondness for Mary. He no longer feels betrayed by Mary. He feels betrayed by Christine. Despite Cody making it clear all those other times that he is done with Mary, she will stay because she heard something positive from him and she is desperate and she loves him. And Robin manipulates Mary too, like, hang on with me. The door is open. Cody tells me he should visit you. He tells me all the time he thinks of calling you. It's pathetic. It's juvenile. But it keeps Mary in. And Mary, deep down, wishes she could be out probably. She wants to leave. She wants to be happy. If she didn't want happiness and a better, fulfilling relationship and a fulfilling, happy, loving relationship... She would not have found an online stranger and she would not have planned on leaving Cody had the catfish been her dream man. So Mary resents that Christine isn't stuck in the muck and the mire of a miserable marriage like Mary chooses to be. Christine never said she wasn't interested in a relationship with Mary or Robin. She said she was open to family reunions. She just needs time. So Mary and Robin taking this like they are victims, like Christine has rejected them forever, is so juvenile. It's just to villainize Christine and spin the narrative, and it isn't factual. Christine said, and we've gone over this, like a broken record. She needs space and time for now, but she is open to family reunions. She's open to the future. She is not saying never. 
She's not saying she never wants to see Mary. She never wants to see Robin. And she isn't saying she doesn't ever want a relationship. All she's saying is give me time to heal. Give me time to start a new life and find my footing. If you had a rocky marriage and you divorced your husband and your sister-in-law and you had a tense relationship, things were rocky, and your sister-in-law said, I really want a better relationship with you. I want us to be close. Once you're getting a divorce, you're going to say, I'll see you at family things, but right now I need space just for right now. Would it mean forever I never want to see this bitch again? Or would it mean let me heal, let me live, and when I feel secure in my new life and I feel healed, I'll try to mend stuff with you. We'll see. It's understandable that Christy needs space. It's understandable that your relationship with your ex-sister-in-law isn't on your priority list of things to do at the point when you get a divorce. Mary and Robin want to play the victim and they want to make Christine look like a bully, rejecting them when that isn't the case. And Robin and Mary can perceive it any way they like, but it's really pathetic. Christine never said she doesn't ever want to know them or see them. They perceive that and they assume that. Robin just wants to make this about her. And Mary wants to gain points with Cody and Robin. And Mary also resents that Christine is doing something, finding happiness, taking her life and her fulfillment in life into her own hands. And deep down, Mary wants that, but she doesn't feel she can. And the reason I feel she does want happiness and she does want fulfillment is she did seek out an outside relationship. If she didn't want happiness, she wouldn't have done that. I don't think Mary feels like she can do what Christine is doing, and I think she is mad that she tolerates something, a marriage, that she knows will never make her happy. And she now doesn't have Christine also staying in an unhappy marriage in order to justify her to herself why she stays. Misery loves company. Christine leaving probably makes Mary question her decision to stay. It made Mary feel good to know that Christine was also unhappy and she tolerated it. She was in the same boat. Now that Christine left, Mary probably questions staying even more. And Mary doesn't seem to like change. And this forces Mary to think of her own situation and confront it. And that's why she is so angry at Christine. By the way, again, I love how Gabe supported Christine, saying he would do the same if he was in her shoes. He probably gets that his dad and Robin sit there and invalidate Christine, and they try to spin the narrative and villainize her. He knows he might be on his dad's shit list for saying that, but he stood up for one of his moms anyways, and he is loyal to Christine. And that just shows how well he was raised by his moms, really. They didn't raise yes men and yes women, thankfully. They raised kids who grow into adults who think for themselves. McKelty says it's awkward outside. It's weird. It's intense during this goodbye. Nobody really wants to be here. Not her dad or mom or Robin. She says it's weird. It's intense. It's uncomfortable. Tony says that it's thick. There's a thickness in there. Cody asks Truly if she is okay that she is moving tomorrow. He is doing this to try and manipulate Truly into saying she is sad or stressed or traumatized by this move her mom is imposing on her in order for Cody to try and villainize Christine as a mother. 
Cody doesn't care about Truly's true feelings or Truly's well-being. He cares about exploiting Truly and pressing her to say things that he can use against Christine, and that sucks. He asks Truly if she's excited to move, and she says, yeah. Cody says, okay. The way Cody interacts with Truly is so awkward. You can tell that he's not around her a lot. He isn't very attuned to her needs. In confessional, Cody says, once again, he is in his state of bitterness. And in this state of bitterness, he is trying to box Christine in. He thinks she is doing something wrong. Cody asks Truly if she is sure she is okay. And she says, yes. He asks her, where's your smile? He wants an admission that she is sad so he can point the finger at Christine and say on camera, look how you are hurting Truly. Truly just shrugs. I think she knows her dad is acting weird. He's shifting around. He seems nervous. He's being manipulative. Truly's a really smart, articulate, intelligent girl. He tells Truly, so there are no smiles about it, huh? In a fake, sympathetic tone. He's trying to elicit a specific response from his daughter to use against his wife to spin his narrative to try and make himself look and feel better in his own perception. Cody tells Truly he's sorry. Cody says Christine could have stayed here in this house and very likely Gwen and Isabel might have stayed here as well. Cody says it feels like he is in a really bad state of mind. He feels like his life is being unraveled for him. This isn't something he wants and he feels out of control. Isabel is 18. Gwen is over 18. She has her own life. His girls are grown. They have their own lives. She has, I believe, her girlfriend. Why does Cody assume if Christine stayed that his adult kids, his adult daughters would stay? You grow up, you move out. You don't necessarily live locally to your parents. You don't necessarily live where your parents live. Now he wants to blame Christine for Isabel and Gwendolyn growing up and moving out and making lives for themselves because he is pissed He shit the bed with them and he really fucked things up by not spending enough time with them and bonding with them and building solid relationships with them while he could when they were home. He can't get that time back and he doesn't want to make an effort now when it's so complicated. So rather than blame himself for being a shit father and not investing equally in all of his kids, it's now Christine's fault that Gwen and Isabel grew into adults and left home. McKelty addresses the group. She says, it's nice that they're all here and they can be here together. McKelty thinks this is one of the hardest things this family has to go through, but it's awesome that they can all be here to show that at the end of this, all of this, they are still a family. McKelty says, there is no one to blame for any of this. It just is what it is. And they should just all be grateful that even through this, They can remain a family together and they can support each other still through all of this. Cody just stands there with an evil look on his face and his arms crossed. He should be the one saying the words McKelty is addressing the family with, showing gratitude for all Christine did for this family. Instead, he is standing there staring daggers at Christine, arms crossed, the human wall that he is. 
McKelty is glad everyone is there. She thinks it's good to say goodbye to this chapter. Janelle tells McKelty she said exactly what was in her heart. And Janelle didn't know how to say it. So she goes to Christine and she thanks Christine. Christine says it's very apparent how awkward they all are. Janelle and her kids are on one side and Robin and Cody are on the other. And none of them wanted to be here. Robin tells Christine, bye and good luck, snarkily. And Ariella chimes in and she asks Christine, why did you and dad break up? Christine is so gracious. She graciously explains that they just weren't in love anymore. And that happens sometimes. Christine says they will still hang out sometimes. They just weren't in love. Ariella demands, have dates. And Christine lets her know, it doesn't always fix everything, my love. But she thanks her and tells her, what a good idea. If it were me, I would pull Robin aside and explain to her that it seems to me like she discusses my marriage to Cody and my business and stuff that is not her business and adult stuff that is not for child's ears that isn't even her own personal business. Not only with my now ex-husband and her other kids, but also in front of her little kids who aren't old enough for these adult topics and adult conversations. No kid would come up with have dates alone. She must regularly hear her mom, Robin, talk about adult stuff and adult things that aren't her business, like Christine and Christine and Cody's marriage, which also isn't Robin's business to discuss or gossip about. Based on this intrusion this week by Ariella and the thing from last week where she explained how she had a boyfriend and her friend had a man and her, that man broke up with her friend and her friend got mad at her. That shows me that Robin seems to do a lot of talking about things that don't belong in her mouth, like Christine or Christine and Cody's private marriage that has nothing at all to do with her. But Robin, as usual, feels entitled to everything and everyone around her. So is it surprising that Robin has Christine living rent-free in her head 24-7, or that Christine's name or Christine's family and Christine's marriage fall so often from her lips as a topic of conversation? Not so much, but it is surprising with how sensitive Robin claims to be and the high morals and the high ethics she says she has that she would then speak like that about adult things around her young children and adult things that are none of her business. Ariella demands, again, have dates. And Cody comments that Ariella is not unlike all of his children, imposing her view on the rest of them. Cody knows it was inappropriate. He knows Ari is just a kid who overheard mom talking about things. It's not her place to even discuss. So he excuses it by saying, Ari is just like the rest of my kids, imposing her view on everyone, being stubborn, being willful. What can we do? Janelle tells Cody, it's okay, it's good that the kids have strong opinions because this world beats them down fast enough. Christine says, it's awkward when Ari is asking why she is leaving. Christine knows everybody wonders why. She says, Ari is just a kid, so she is brave enough to ask. Cody goes to hug Truly. He tells her he loves her and to have a good trip. It's a very, very very awkward hug. Like it looks like Cody 
doesn't regularly hug, Truly, or show his kids affection. We also know he doesn't call Truly regularly based on what he says next. Cody tells Truly her phone has video chat and they can video chat each other. Robin tells Truly they love her, they will miss her, and they hope to see her soon, sweetie. Yes, they love Truly so damn much that in that whole mansion, they weren't able to make Truly a room and give her her own space that is just hers in her dad's house so she can feel at home. There's so much love, sweetie. Christine says in confessional that everybody is really angry and it seemed like Robin's kids were angry too. That was the hardest part is that her kids are angry too. In confessional, Robin says no, her kids weren't angry with Christine. She says, um, they're sort of the innocent parties in all of this. All of the kids are. Robin says it's just devastating. Just devastating, she adds for dramatic effect. Christine thanks everyone for coming. She says it means a lot that they came. And she breaks down in tears and Janelle hugs Christine as Robin and her kids and Cody look on like they're lepers. Christine says she wouldn't have asked for this. She wouldn't have asked to have them all come over. It was important for McKelty, and it was probably important for everybody to see Truly, but she certainly didn't need it, and it's worse than she thought it would have been. Christine is sobbing. She's hugging Janelle, thanking her, and you can see Robin roll her eyes, and Aurora and Brianna again are staring daggers as Cody has his arms crossed, preoccupied with Saul. Everyone is just wanting to leave. They're pissed to be inconvenienced for McKelty's sake. The only people who were genuinely there to show Christine unconditional love, who actually care for her and her happiness, who are grateful for her and who care about her well-being are McKelty, Avalon, Tony, Truly, Janelle, and Gabe, and anyone else who was there from Christine or Janelle's side. Christine deserved so much better. She deserved appreciation, humility, gratitude, compassion, and instead she got some solemn dementors looking like they are showing up to a funeral with bitterness seeping out of every pore and a condescending smug demeanor leaving behind the most negative energy. Janelle tells Christine and Truly to new chapters as she hugs them and you can just feel the love. Christine says she thinks this was the worst goodbye that she has ever witnessed. Next time on Sister Wives, Christine is moving. Today it's here. It's moving day. Christine is excited. Janelle is a rock star and a ride or die. This woman showed up excited early in the morning, pumping Christine up about new beginnings on the day of the move, and she came with coffee in hand. Bless Janelle. I love Christine and Janelle's friendship. Janelle is in tears as Christine leaves, and she says, all of a sudden, her whole world looks different. In confessional, Cody says, she has called him a lot of things. She called him a coward once, but what he didn't do is he didn't quit. I don't know if he is referring to Janelle or Christine calling him a coward, but whoever said it got it perfectly right. Cody is a coward. 
C-O-W-A-R-D. He prefers to hurt and manipulate and abuse and damage the people he calls his family, the people he is supposed to love, just like a spineless coward, rather than admit the truth that he hates plural marriage and he doesn't want to be the one to throw in the towel or look like the bad guy. So instead, he alienates everyone. He pushes them away. He hurts them. He makes them jump through hoops. He imposes those hoops intentionally to keep them away. And then he blames them for his choice to be absent as a husband and a father. He would rather do all of that hurt and all of that damage than maintain the relationships he does have and give his wives and kids the dignity and respect they deserve from him by being honest that he is miserable living plural marriage and he prefers to live monogamy with Robin. He can live happily. He can maintain healthier relationships with his kids and ex-wives instead of using abuse and toxicity and manipulative tactics to avoid his responsibilities that come with plural marriage, which is what he signed up for. This only hurts more for everyone involved. Cody is a coward. He didn't go to his daughter's major surgery. He also made Christine believe privately that he was open and enthusiastic about a move to Utah. And then when it came time for Christine to pitch the idea to the group, what did he do? When he saw his wives were about to turn him into shish kebabs, if he admitted he was for a move to Utah, he instead was a spineless coward. He betrayed Christine. He threw her under the bus. And instead of supporting her as she pitched the idea, he supported privately. He betrayed Christine. He was the loudest voice of opposition to the move. And he gaslit the fuck out of her, telling everyone, wow, she's irrational. How did she go from happy to mad to sad in five minutes? She's crazy. Whoa, why did she overreact like that? I don't get her reaction. I don't get her emotions. He made her sound crazy or unstable only to reveal later that the real reason Christine was so emotional, the real reason she was so devastated, the real reason that she reacted that way was because he left her with the impression privately that he was open to moving to Utah and that he would back her only to stab her in the back when he didn't have the balls to do what he said he would do. And he played dumb. Cody is a coward, so whatever wife called it out, She got that right, 100%. Christine shows truly the new house. Mary says she has a lot of emotions about Christine leaving. Robin says sadness and anger even. I thought she said she wasn't angry. Her kids weren't angry. Janelle says she doesn't know. She doesn't think any of them know what goes on now. They are just going to have to make it up. Cody tells Janelle, Her offer didn't go through on the house, so he asks, why don't we buy it? He suggests that he and Janelle buy the house and they build on Coyote Pass and then they rent this house. Janelle is angry. She says she wants her own house. And Cody says he doesn't want to live in an RV. He says men don't love people who don't respect them. He says, I'm not going to break my back when you don't respect me. We know in Cody speak, respect means obey. He isn't going to love Janelle. He isn't going to make an effort for Janelle. He won't play ball and give her what she deserves of the family account money like Christine and Robin got to get homes 
unless she obeys him and shows him some respect and unless she blows smoke up his ass and unless she gets the home he wants and his name is on it too. I'm thinking that Cody will try and use this as a way to try to control Janelle or modify her behavior. And if she isn't convenient for him and if she isn't compliant to him, he isn't going to give her what's fair. So basically, Cody is going to pull the same playbook of toxic manipulations on Janelle that he did with Christine and Mary. And with Janelle, he is holding her stability and financial security over her head after all she sacrificed to be the primary breadwinner for this family for so many years. He is holding her ability to have a home in just her name over her head, most likely, so that she can have an asset for her kids should Coyote Pass fall through or should she want to leave Cody, which we all know Coyote Pass isn't happening. Janelle probably wants to use the joint family bank account money, which is probably mostly her money anyways, since she was the primary breadwinner again for years for the family we know. And we also know Janelle gave half the proceeds from her Vegas house to buy Robin her mansion. And Robin also got to take a large chunk of money from that joint account, which is mostly Janelle's money. And Christine also got a similar amount of money from the account to help her pay for her home when she first bought it. So we know Janelle would like to use the family's joint account to either pay for the land or get a home in her name. And Cody told her no so far, even though Christine was allowed to use the family account and Robin too. And Janelle is being forbidden when she's the one who probably contributed the most to that account. Cody says the money isn't there and Janelle says that the money is there and that the balance is the same as it was before they pulled out a big chunk of money for Robin. So the balance is back up and the money is there, but Cody won't allow it for Janelle. I think the money is there and I think Cody knows Janelle is out the door and he is greedy as fuck and he wants to keep as much as he can for Robin and himself. He doesn't care how dirty he does Janelle, the mother of his six kids, or that she was the primary breadwinner for years or that mostly Her contributions have built up the savings in that joint family account. He doesn't care that Janelle was beyond generous with Robin so that she could get her mansion or that both Robin and Christine were allowed to use the family account to purchase homes and it's unfair and unequal to prohibit Janelle from that same right, that same option that they got. Cody doesn't care that Janelle just wants something in her name to leave the kids as an asset for security reasons should she want to leave. He doesn't care. He only cares about keeping his coins for himself and Robin. After all Janelle sacrificed, this only adds insult to injury on top of everything else Cody has put Janelle through. Cody said no to her getting a rental in town over the winter for six months when he complains incessantly about not wanting to be in the RV. So now he is probably going to try and force Janelle to buy the home he wants to be able to have the same courtesy of using the family account extended to her and he might force her to have his name on it too. And Janelle doesn't want that. She needs it in her name alone. So if she leaves, her kids have an asset and Cody probably knows Janelle is out the door. So he wants to ensure his name is on her home as well if she uses the family account That is mostly her money anyways. Cody knows Janelle is stuck. 
He knows if he doesn't let her do the same as Robin and Christine, she has no other options. So now he has Janelle in a position where he thinks he can make her bend to him. And I hope she pushes and I think she's fierce and I think she will because she deserves more. Her kids deserve more. She was the primary breadwinner for years for the family and she deserves stability and a home and an asset to show for it just in her name for her kids should she want to leave. She doesn't have the privilege of being the legal wife and married under the eyes of the law in a community property state the way Robin does. Janelle is angry during this preview and I have not seen her angry like this almost ever. So I'm really hoping Janelle insists and she gets something she can put in her name for her kids so she can leave this mess behind. That does it for this episode. To my YouTube viewers, please, please, please like and subscribe and let me know your thoughts in the comments section if you like. Thanks for listening, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Everyone be safe. I'll see you soon. Bye.